Now the horn, the new theme of New Theme Thursday is Cinco de Mayo. And uh, I mean, Patrick's doing a great job. Also, I love this song, too. I've played like three or four jams that I yeah. actually really enjoy, but La Bamba. Where's Selena at, bro? I need Selena, hey, man. Hey. You know we got one song left, <laughs> Oh, right? yeah, there we go. Okay. We got, <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to save, save the big punches. <laughs> got to save the heavy hitters. That's yeah, right. That's right. That's right. You're going to end on a high note, I guarantee you that. Uh, La Bamba's pretty damn good, it though. Is. That's it no is. doubt. Good stuff there. My man Patrick DJing a new theme Thursday for us. Also, you can be a part of the show. Specs Text Line's the best way to do it. You're the post of this thing, 512-337-3776. We'll get briefly to the uh, the recruits, sorry, recruits, the commitments at the Longhorn just got uh, via the transfer portal. Uh, we'll also get some NBA talk. We'll preview that matchup tonight between the Lakers and the Warriors. Big news in the NBA, breaking news. Oof. Mike Budenholzer, relieved of his duties. Yeah, he gone. Yeah. He gone. That yep. is, uh, that's surprising. I guess nothing can be shocking in the NBA, but that is certainly surprising. We'll get to that news as well. Um, and for those who have not heard, also uh, that news that broke earlier today, um, and it was uh, sad and Really disappointing news is for Longhorn fans out there and for those who know Lance Blanks really well. Um, Lance Blanks, it was reported yesterday, passed away Yeah, um, in Dallas. Uh, it is not known yet what the cause of death is. Uh, that will be determined when the medical exam is done. Um, but he is, I mean, he's a legend on the 40 Acres for many different reasons. Um, but, of course, in this community, um, a very valued and loved member of the community. And uh, I know for Spurs fans out there, former scouting director for the Spurs, was a GM for the Suns for many years, was a first-round pick coming out of Texas, um, transferred from, what, Virginia to Texas, um, and had a great career here on the 40 Acres. Uh, then I went, went to the Detroit Pistons as a first-round pick, played for the Pistons for a few years, played in the NBA for a few years, and then ended up uh, becoming a scout in the NBA and moving to the front office and since has been, you know, a great broadcaster as well. I mean, talking about a guy that was extremely talented and um, young, uh, only 56 years old when he was taken from us. So he is survived by two daughters. So mm-hmm. our thoughts and prayers are with them. And uh, also he is, you know, a, a guy, I think it was, I believe he was suspecting a granddaughter, granddaughter. Well, he was becoming a grandfather. I'm not sure his granddaughter or grandson, but he was becoming a grandfather as well. So uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, that family and, of course, with those who knew him uh, very well uh, with all of his friends and loved ones because we know this really tough news to to have to hear yes not a not a good day on the 40 acres and i know a lot of people are trying to you know they've been saying oh well you know look at what happened afterwards no it's more about lance you know it's great that texas basketball got picked up to uh transfers but you can't replace someone like that and just make it part of it i mean he was somebody that every time you talk to him anytime you were around him you all, he always had a kind word. He was always tr- looking to uh, empower everybody. And if you spent any time with him, whether it was five minutes or 
five days, mm. you knew exactly that this guy's heart was always in the right place. Uh, I feel bad for the family. Um, I'm sure we'll find out some more information as this goes on. Everything mm. is still kind of fresh. But uh, mm. when you lose someone like that and, and somebody that always seemed like he was so full of life, it is, a, it is a truly, truly sad day. You know, people that have been on the 40 acres with him, that were students with him, right. like an Eric Metcalf, he oh, is man. really, really uh, busted up about it. I got a chance to talk to T.J. Ford earlier. Uh, he had posted something about the fact that they were just talking business the other mm-hmm. day. You know, uh, um, Kirk Bowles had talked to him just the other day about some of the players and everything like that. So it, it is uh, it is a very, very sad day on the 40 acres. Uh, yeah, so obviously there's no way to transition from uh, tragic news like that. So yeah. uh, we're just going to try to do our best and move on. Uh, to I did come and watch him when he was part of BMW. I was I came hey, to the 40. I came, nice. to the, I came to the drum <laughs> to watch him, Joy Wright, and, and, and Travis Mays huh. get after it, man. Those dudes were fun to watch. That's when the, the horns were really putting up points every single game because they were the running horns at that was time. That the, Tom Penders. Was that the first uh, like Texas team that was like a really popular team? I, I would think so. Right? I mean, yeah. I I mean I, maybe no, me. before that. No, I mean, during my time. Cause you're remember, older than me, but, yeah. you know, we're not I got a much. chance to watch it when they yeah. was really putting it on the floor hmm. and getting up and down. And it was fun to watch those guys score, man. Yeah, uh, no, it's really sad news, man. So I'm sure that in the coming days there'll be more information and details, and I'm sure for Texas they're going to have some type of uh, some type of event, some type of way to uh, m- memorialize him yeah, in some way, no doubt. Uh, but we'll give you details about that too. But uh, really sad news about Lance Blanks, man. I'm sorry uh, for his uh, friends and family, mm-hmm. and our deepest uh, heartfelt condolences. No doubt. Okay, let's move on to this Mike Budenholzer story, guys, because this is this is huge. Uh, Mike Boonehoser, the coach for the Bucks, has been fired. Uh, the NBA, I always say the NBA is it's a it's a strange league because it's a league that's run by the players. It's a mm-hmm. player run league, pretty much. And oftentimes, if a coach is fired and it's surprising in some way and a little shocking in some way, you got to go back and investigate that coach's relationship, whoever that star player, superstar player is on that team. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to win games, too, but you can argue that as a coach in the NBA, your priority is also to keep your star happy because if you win games and your star is unhappy, we've seen coaches fired as a result of that, and we've seen you know coaches in the NBA who have you know, won games uh, like this here, Mike Boonehoser, and then you look at the relationship with the player and they end up being fired, and maybe that's a little frayed. Uh, Patrick's theory, I think, might have held some water in this if you're looking as to why Mike Boonehoser might have been fired. Not that they had a very, uh, you know, it wasn't a contentious relationship with the players, but maybe that performance, being exposed in the playoffs, losing in round one, and then hearing... You know, uh, Giannis's comments in the post game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that gives you a clue as to what might have happened. Yeah, that kind of puts you out there and say, "Hmm, Giannis was letting you know early that things were not good." Um, he's a very, he's a humble uh, superstar, I would like to say. But in those situations, all he wants to do is win. And if he goes to, we we were making fun the other day. No, draw the play up for Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy wants to play. Put the play for Jimmy. <laughs> That was the play. That was the play that Giannis was talking about. I should have been guarding Jimmy. I told him I wanted to guard Jimmy, and he's like, nah, this play's not for you to guard Jimmy. 
well, you just messed up and you ended up losing your job. Should have let your superstar in that moment be the superstar and lead the team. Keep your star happy. Yep, keep them happy. Happy wife, happy life. It applies to the NBA. Make sure your star is happy. Yeah, because if not, <laughs> you are looking for a new gig. Uh, well, just because it, 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 like, this is a guy that's had success. And I will say the NBA is one of the only leagues where they have, because the, the stars have all the leverage, mm-hmm. this is one of the only leagues where you can have success as a coach and the recent success does not necessarily guarantee you job security. Right. No, and I mean, when we went through, they when they released the top 75 players of all time, and I think they did the top 15 coaches, and when you start to go through – you realize how many coaches just don't have that long of a career in the NBA, and you go, "Well, that guy was a good coach." And you're like, "How long did he coach? Five years, six <laughs> years?" And it's and then he was done, and he was done forever. Yeah. That's crazy. And then it's like they may go to be an executive or a scout, mm. but a lot of these guys, they just you know they get that one run. Coach Bud may be able to get another run, uh, just because he's comes from the pop tree and is well respected. It depends on how well he interviews. Yep. So if that yeah. was part of the problem is that he doesn't that he wasn't charismatic enough and so the ownership and everything was okay moving on from him. But you you just see a lot of guys and it's you know, if you lose a big series, the NBA really doesn't have a problem of moving on from coaches. No. Especially not if you're not a Hall of Fame all right, we're paying you $10 million a year. You know, this is actually going to cost us $30 million a year. But you normally go, hey, man, you're making $6 million a year. Mm-hmm. Our 10th guy on our bench makes 12. <laughs> That's the culture of the NBA. You're right. That's we, what, we, yeah. can, we can get rid of you before we can get rid of these players. Yep. It's going to cost us less to get rid of you. So we will move on and try and get somebody to work with us. Uh, it does make you wonder what's happening in Dallas that they're going to stick with Jason Kidd in this world, but that is but it's just point. the NBA has a, a has a culture of we can get rid of coaches. We've seen the Toronto twice fire coach of the years, and Dwayne Casey they hired Nick Nurse, win a title, and now they have fired Nick Nurse. <laughs> yeah, the last four NBA champions, only one of them has their current head coach, and that's the Warriors. That's Steve Kerr. Yeah. Because yeah. Boonehole's been fired, Frank Vogel fired. Yeah, and you just brought up Nick Nurse. Yeah, for the Raptors. That's that's, that's pretty wild that a that championship does not guarantee you job security. No. I will tell you, there is a coach who's not won a championship for his team. Job security. Yeah. Uh, right, Greg go. Popovich has got five. He's no, still got yeah, his yeah, job. Yeah, he's yeah, still he, got he, his he job. Got, yeah, five, but isn't he the GM? <laughs> he's the president yeah, of operations. Like, isn't he, isn't he the one that would have he to is, fire himself? He is, he's and, the president of basketball operations. Yeah. And didn't he hire himself? Yes. Like he, he was the drum manager when he hired himself. Yes. He did. He fired the coach. He was like, I can do a better job. Yeah. No, I love Bob. Yeah, it is funny. And he knew because that's when they got Tim Duncan, right? Uh, or was it? Or was uh, it when they got David Robinson? It was when it was the season before they got Tim. Halfway through the so season, he knew. he knew he knew they were getting a good pick. He, he didn't know they were getting Tim. He knew they were getting a good pick. He knew yeah. he was like, you know what? This but, will be the perfect time to launch my coaching career. <laughs> I was laughing. I saw somebody on Twitter getting mad because they. Because they were talking about Pop and Pop saying there was some article about Pop talking about the next guy to get hired, and he was like, he doesn't get to pick his replacement. I'm like, hey, yeah, he does. Yeah, he he's does. the president. No, no. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a made man. Oh yeah, you're right. Technically, he does. Yes, uh, he is actually the one <laughs> in charge of everything. <laughs> no, no, technically, he does. Get, he gets to pick. His own. I, I get to pick what I like here. Uh, that's a great, but it's just it's amazing. But the NBA culture, it has been like that. You're talking about coach of the years, championships. That does not guarantee you job security in the NBA. Yep. What guarantees you job security? You got to win. That's anyway. You got to produce, but you better make sure your star is happy and really likes you and is willing to fight for you. Like yeah. it's really yeah. to vouch yeah. for you. If that doesn't happen, 
it really, the star is not really to vouch for you. You could argue your job security is in jeopardy no because doubt. at any time, whether you are losing and not meeting expectations or losing in the first round, whatever it may be, then in the NBA, coaches start thinking about, you know what, we don't, we don't need any one coach. Yep. Even Eric Spolster, we now know is a great coach now. Remember the, the how they mocked him with LeBron? Because even LeBron's legacy, part of it is LeBron doesn't need a great coach. Yeah, LeBron basically kind of coached himself, yeah. and we know now. Now, Spolstra was a big part of that, but there is a a just in the NBA a stigma or a perception that coaches, uh, they're you know they're not that important. Yeah, no, if you if, if you lose, it's the coach's fault. If you win, then the players the players win it themselves. It, it's yeah, you're right. You get no credit for the win. No, <laughs> no. yes, yeah, Spolstra didn't get a lot. Spolstra got his street cred actually after the championships. Yeah, which I is think, weird. and we can also put in Mike Bud probably wasn't the most vocal guy in the Giannis for MVP discussions. And we know Doc Rivers was very vocal for his guy, Mike Malone, pretty vocal for Jokic being the MVP. And after Giannis wins his couple, I don't think Mike Bud had it in his radar that he still wanted, that Giannis wanted him to campaign for him to be MVP. Yeah. So that may have been something that may have, I don't know, not rubbed the wrong way, but just be like, dude, I see Doc Rivers saying that his guy's the best player in the league. And I see Mike Malone saying his guy's the best player in the league. And then I come over here. And you're like, no, you're the best. Tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, that's a good point, too, because we're just talking about how he relates to players or relates to a star player. Man, managing like personalities and making sure that you have that 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 chemistry, that connectivity with the team is, is everything in the NBA. Man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the big news in the NBA today, Mike Boonehoser. And have we talked about who we think should replace Mike Boonehoser? I'm assuming they had somebody in mind when they made this drastic of a move, unless there's another shoe that's going to drop, and we go, oh, that's why they fired him real quick. Do you quick. think Jason Kidd would leave Dallas? Because Ooh. he doesn't seem happy there. Would, would Jason Kidd leave and take the Milwaukee Bucks job? Yeah, I mean, I think. Oh, I think if they, if that was the option, he definitely would. But I don't think that's an option. You don't think they want him? I mean, no, I don't think. He I don't was think there. I know. I don't think Milwaukee. Him and Darvin. I don't think him and I don't think Milwaukee would necessarily jump on board, considering that his track record is not stellar. Yeah, it's not like you're hiring a national NBA championship winning coach. You're coming. You're hiring a coach who has made, whose stars have vastly underperformed in in key games. Yeah. So I don't know if his coaching stock is high enough right now to go, yeah, we'll fire our coach, pay you in a buyout, or make a trade with the Mavericks to get your contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're if he's got that level. I think Nick Nurse, which it seems like a lateral move to me, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an NBA champion he- head coach. So it is somebody you can look at. And I am a fan of Nick Nurse. I thought, you, I thought Houston was going to get him. I yeah, think I Houston. Too. I thought Houston I think was going to get him. I think Houston believes that they might have upgraded over a Nick Nurse. Do you? Oh, I think I so too. Right? But okay, I okay. thought he was going to be oh, the yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. though. No, thought... because nobody saw Ime Odoka going to Houston. No, not I don't know how they pulled that off. Still, I yeah. think. And maybe Ime's pot... like, dang it, should have waited one more uh, week. Oh, actually, yeah. Well, because I, I got Giannis. Mm. That's a young team right there. That's good. Yeah. If they don't get Wembenyama, he'll definitely, I think, have that thought. Yeah, I don't know though if Milwaukee wants to. I don't know if they're the baggage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just just because it's a smaller those smaller market teams mm-hmm. are not necessarily Houston they don't care they're like no one's gonna care we're fine if yeah. you win we're fine Milwaukee's a championship team already so they're under more scrutiny mm. it's just it's easier to co coach on a bad team if you turn around it's a redemption than 
picking up a team that won a couple of years yeah. ago and then you win again, they're like, well, this guy just gets everything he wants. Totally agree. Right. You, go to, you go to Houston right now, man, all you got to do is make the playoffs. Yeah, and, you and go, they're like, what a turnaround. <laughs> you got job security for a while. Yeah, yeah. this team couldn't. Yeah. This team was, I mean, all you have to do is not look like that team looked last year, and it's a fast and improvement. They can't, they can't look that, that bad. Was, yeah. They were a hard-to-watch team last year. Yeah, they hit rock bottom, so they definitely they, they definitely will be better next season. Uh, but there you go. Uh, the NBA's big news is uh, Mike Budenholzer. He is relieved of his duties as the head coach of relieved. the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll be following that story to see who ends up getting that job. All right, gentlemen, uh, real quick, let's do a little breakdown of this Warriors Lakers series. You got game two coming up tonight. And yeah, I'm at the DVR this thing because if it's not a really good game, <laughs> there's a chance that I could fall asleep on it. What, what's the start time? Is it 9 o'clock? Again? Eight o'clock I think it's 8 o'clock, man. Eight o'clock be up, it's your oh, only game tonight. Time, dog. You That's got time. Good. Yeah, good we, up. we up. I know Bucky ain't going to make it. We up. I, hopefully that I try to make it. But yeah, 8 o'clock, much better. Um, and guys, for game two, I, I got to pick the Warriors because if the Warriors don't win this game. It's good night, sweetheart. When <laughs> it's time like, to yeah. go. And we know playoffs are often about. Uh, it's about desperation. What team is most desperate in mm-hmm. that moment? I love the Lakers, but the Lakers aren't feeling as desperate right now as the Warriors are. The Warriors are in desperation mode. Yeah, I think that pushes them to to get the dub. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think they're just going to play better than they played. Uh, and they didn't play terribly, but I think they'll they'll play better basketball, smarter basketball tonight. Uh, and man, Anthony Davis does not in today's game have too many stretches where he plays back-to-back games at that level. Everybody's waiting no. on that. Everybody's, everybody's assuming that he's going to have basically a no-show game or I, I wouldn't say it's going to be a no-show game. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to have 30-23, 30-23. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a 30-20. 30-23, five assists and four blocks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think, you know, I think he'll still play okay and do it and be okay, but then LeBron has to step up, then Achimura and Reeves and Russell. We also, Russell hasn't had a consistent, a long, con- consistent no. run. Yep. So I, I don't know if they're going to be able to put together two with the Warriors ramping it up in this game. Mm. I got the I got the Warriors. Uh-oh. Hard, you feel different, don't you? I'm still riding with the Lakers, man. You Lakers don't get too old. I, I, that's, I mean, <sighs> my money says no, but I say that they cover. I say that they cover. I think this game is going to come down line? to the seven. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to come within that point again. Uh, <laughs> even if they do win that, it's going to be something that, um, as you watch this game, it's all about the legs. Are they going to be able to repeat? If uh, Anthony Davis can repeat, it's going to be big for the Lakers. If he can't, then we'll see what happens moving forward because he, he hadn't put two games back-to-back together. And like if you if you what everybody's saying, stand off of LeBron and let him shoot threes, Yeah, does he get it going? Yep. Because if he finds that rhythm and – you step off him enough that he starts to be able to step into those threes and hit him in rhythm and just walk up and start shooting them on you, that changes the series. Yep, sure does. Sure does. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Patrick's right about that just makes some slight tweaks because they, so, they were close. They were close. If Jordan Poole doesn't basket. If Jordan Poole doesn't heat check every second shot, <laughs> they win that game. Yeah. If Draymond Green just plays a little bit smarter of – where he takes jump shots instead of really bad drives, or when he drives, he goes and creates contact. Mm, if that's he just, the big thing. Yep. Like, it, those plays for Draymond where he played good enough defense, he's normally a good enough distributor, and I don't like to praise him, but then he would he would catch the ball, not want to shoot when he was wide open, yep. drive in hard enough so it's contested, but not close enough to make contact, and then miss a layup. 
It was just everything you could do offensively wrong in a possession he would do. I don't think he does that again. And they were still, like I said, right there. And, and I think, yeah, and I think it's that deal that you will see Kaminga if this if they don't take better shots. Clay Thompson normally will bounce back and shoot a little bit better from 3-2. I think he'll start getting his feet set. He'll realize that he was just taking bad shots. Steve, uh, Steve Kerr brought up Kaminga, actually. Yeah. In one of the interviews before the game. He's talked about that. He was asked about it, too. So. Yeah, because yeah. he's not playing. And everybody goes, you have another play. really good player on the bench. Mm-hmm. And when you guys are playing stupid basketball, which is not like you, why don't you put in a guy and he'll go create contact in the post at least and maybe get a foul and maybe change the – the the the, yeah. the flow of the game. Oh, if you do, if, if they double the amount of free throw attempts, they win the game in my easily. Opinion. They were five or six. If they end up being ten to twelve, I think they win the game. I think right, so I, too. Even shoot twelve more because, like Pat said, it changes the whole complexion of the matchup. That's why you gotta if go. you're getting to the lane more and creating yes. contact, yes, which they just did not do at all. They it was too much settling for them. They settled too much all the time. I know they gave you the three pointer, but you know if you want to take the three pointer, like Patrick says, make it a better shot, a better quality shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, dribble, take one step up, make the extra pass, whatever it may be, and then get. In the lane, create yep. contact. You got to get Anthony Davis in foul trouble. Please, he's gonna be that aggressive in the lane. Thank or at you. Least try. Get at least yeah, go try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You if you don't try at all, you'll never know. But if you, tr- I think they're gonna do it early on. Early on, they'll yeah. try because they get him in foul trouble early on. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. The Lakers cannot play their brand of basketball if you get AD in foul trouble. So you might have to attack him. He's gonna get his share of blocks. No doubt. And he's gonna, he's gonna deter a, you know, a number of shots. But man, if you get like Pat, one good foul on him early, yeah, let him know that I'm here for you. That we coming at you. Yeah, we coming. Make him one right. quarter. That's right. Uh, so I think I think Warriors gonna win. I got Warriors in this. If they don't though. Ooh, that's scary. That's yeah. a scary uh, conundrum <laughs> for the Warriors to be down 0-2 to the Lakers. So I don't Ugh. think that's going to happen. going to L.A. And going to, yeah. Going they're to they're at home. They're, yeah. We forget about that. Yeah, it's West Coast still. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, Lakers, uh, trust me, they'll have a different type of a mojo when they're playing at the house. I think they'll be a little bit relaxed going into this game. Not totally relaxed, but they know they're already, they already did what you're supposed to do is win one on the road. Yeah. And when you do that, I think there'll be a little bit of a – an exhale by the Lakers. Like, all right, we won our one at home. Mm-hmm. Our anything, anything else is found money. It's just straight profit. If we win tonight, that's great. But we already did what we were supposed to do. And the desperation switched to the Warriors. They're going to come out Quickly. desperate. And you might see that look in Steph's eyes. Remember that look he had in Game 7 against mm-hmm. Sacramento? You might get one of them looks. You get one of them looks. He need it. Oh, yeah, he yeah but they double him. You can they look do. like that. That's a. I mean, he just needs to not turn it over and find the right guy. He but did they have, double. Yeah, he did have five turnovers, the most of any warrior, I believe. And he led but the again, team in turnovers. Attack Vanderbilt, attack AD. If you get Vanderbilt in foul trouble, who's a younger guy? Yep. Then who, guess who what? They have to put Russell on you and, and oh. intruder, and those guys aren't as good. You were you were dominating the end of the game when Vanderbilt sat down. Yeah, he, he was. He gave some quality minutes. Twenty six minutes for Vanderbilt. Six rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. That yep. is a great yep. stat line for yep. 26 minutes. And he was 207. And he was 207. Gave you a little yeah. offense, too. Um, yeah, and he did a great job on And Steph. the best plus minus. Oh, did the, he really? Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Best Look plus at, minus. Because he wasn't in for that whole run, that 14 0 run. Oh, yeah. That's he, what I yeah. I thought that was over for the Lakers then, until I was like, the Lakers, they, they're too old. They can't. This is just when they wear down, end of the fourth quarter, late in the game. But they were able to withstand that run, 14 0. And you know the Warriors are going to have a run at the end. You know one's coming. 
uh, and they were able to do a good job of uh, withstanding that run and being able to close out that game. Mm-hmm. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, some actually – we got some NFL news notes and nuggets to get into. Uh, we'll talk about the Aaron Rodgers story. There's an Aaron Rodgers update for you. And also a record set, a bad record actually set, <laughs> uh, for the fifth-year extensions. We'll get into that. Fifth-year options. We'll get into that later on uh, in next segment. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. The new theme of the day, as you can guess, Cinco de Mayo is the new theme of the day. Obviously, that's tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo, but we're celebrating a little bit early on a new theme Thursday. So thanks to Patrick for DJing a new theme Thursday. Uh, Harge, you want you, you was waiting on it. I've been waiting on my girl, mm-hmm. Salina. Hey, man. How you doing, girl? Yeah, no. What, what, what is it? Diddy, Diddy, Bamba? Bitty bitty bomb bomb. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I said. You better be paying attention. Y'all, I'm hard, y'all listening too slow. Love Selena, but doesn't even know the music, which means he, most of his uh, uh, the appeal to Selena is not just her musical talent. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all like was, my sister just sent me right now. <laughs> I love. She sent me this meme and said, "I hate when I'm singing a song and someone corrects me. What if I'm doing the remix?" <laughs> <laughs> Well said. Well said. That's a good Perfect point. Perfect time. Hey, do your own remix, man. I love that. What if I'm doing it? I'm about to use that. We're going to steal that one. That's good. I'm going to get it wrong. I always get yeah. it wrong. Like, Everybody's hey. like, man, that ain't even how it goes. Uh, how y'all don't know I'm doing the remix? <laughs> I like that. That's good stuff. Uh, all right, we're ready, Patrick, cooking us up on a new theme Thursday. All right, a couple of NFL stories here, gentlemen. Uh, and then we'll, uh, on our way out, we'll hit the uh, breaking news from Texas basketball, the two commitments uh, that they have. But the uh, the NFL news I want to hit really quickly was about the fifth year options because yep. teams uh, from the who drafted someone in the 2020 draft in the first round now they have their uh, their fifth year option window to exercise those options and guys only 12 fifth year options have been exercised or picked up which is very interesting to me it, it's a new low it's right. a new uh, NFL record low uh, 17 was the previous record low especially when you hear some of the names that are involved in this that is why you it, it is really intriguing to me yeah yeah we will say there is a 13th that is oh, in a weird Jordan okay. Love is in the he did not get an extension he did not get it he got he signed an extension though. Uh, so basically, they basically yeah. did not want to pay him the amount of money that it was going to be for the to total guarantee time. it. Yeah, but they did. So it's essentially a fifth year option. It's a fifth year option, but it's a renegotiated fifth year option. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's just where I, I wonder if it's like something that's it's out of it's either it's out of vogue in the NFL now or that class is just a subpar class in 2020 and they don't want to pick up a lot of those fifth year options. Yeah. So we'll see next year if this actually continues this trend, but yeah, that is that's 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 mind-blowing to me. And there's also there's injuries in that class as yes. well. Yeah. Like, I, I think Chase Young didn't get his picked up right. No, he did not. And that's an injury one. Well, if Chase the, Young was healthy, he he he'd get it. Agreed. But this will be the I challenge for Chase Young. Is it that he's injured or is he hurt? That's the conversation, no, I, right? Where where he's been sitting there and he's kind of played himself to that part of it where it's like, bro, you're about to, he's I guarantee you 
He will play all year this year. Oh, contract year? Oh, of yeah, course. He contract. didn't get his option picked up. <laughs> that happens uh, all across sports, though. That's that what I'm saying. Year, like, that's that through. time yeah. where you start looking at it. No now you look management at a, in the contract year. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm looking at a guy like Isaiah Simmons. Remember him coming out? Yes. I thought he was. he's that guy, that hybrid player, right. where it was kind of in between. And they're not picking but, up. But again, you go to a team that doesn't know how to use you as that type of person, and they underwhelm. I know. That was crazy because, honestly, Arizona was the perfect player for him to go because they were using a lot of hybrid players at the time right. drafting guys and it just didn't work out didn't for work them, out for uh, him, him so. there so that's, that's really and you might maybe it's just the players selections in that first round yep. of the NFL draft maybe it's just those guys overall but yeah, I mean that. Uh, yeah, cause that was. I mean, that's the Joe Burrow Chase Young draft. Yeah, but then you got the Jeffrey Okuda, who's already been but traded. Yep, from the couple times I think. Yeah, I think he got moved Lions. around twice. Um, hell, Tua's dealt with injury. He was at the mm-hmm. top of that draft too. Uh, you talked about Isaiah Simmons already. So yeah, it could just be Kenneth this Murray. Specific draft. Kenneth well, Murray. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the Cowboys on this C-Lam. one though. A lot of cornerbacks did not get those options. Trayvon Diggs is a second-round pick in that year's draft. Yep. So a lot of guys went above Trayvon Diggs. The Cowboys were able to get him in the second round, and he's probably the best cornerback in the draft. That mm-hmm. is a great point. I agree with you on that. Yeah, the Cowboys arguably, in the first two rounds, they're one of the best drafting teams in the league. First round, they are the best drafting team in the league. So I thought that was interesting to bring up. And you guys know what position has the highest hit rate when it comes to teams exercising fifth-year options? And this is from... 2009 to 2018 is what they did here. To, uh, uh, actually, no, it's two, through 2020. I take that back. So since they've started the fifth-year options, um, what teams – sorry, what positions are most likely to get the fifth-year options picked up? What position do you think, Harch? I think offensive linemen. All right. All right. What, do you, what do you think, Patrick? Besides yeah. quarterback. It's, it's center. Yeah. Yeah. Was, center. Yeah. See, I was vague. Yeah, no, no but you're right, though. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no, I would have right center and offensive tackle. Yeah, because yeah. I would yeah, I would have gone offensive tackle if I would have yeah. gone more specific, just because it's, looking at this year's draft, it was offensive tackles were the only linemen yeah. really get it. And they they cost more. Because that's part of it too, is that the cost of this fifth year option is why some of these guys will try and resign them, but they're like, We're not paying you yeah. top money for yeah. you. No, you're right about that. You got um 88% uh, centers and 55% of offensive tackles. And yeah. that's, that's actually only ones from, in, in this timeline, from 2009, 2018 is what they say here. Um, they're the only ones that are only over 50%. Yeah, having their options picked up in that time span. The edge rushers are at 45%, it says. Here. I wouldn't have gone with centers, though, too, because centers are real hit or miss. They are, but when you hit on one, and sometimes it takes a little while, you have to develop a center, yeah. right? You let them, you know, you kind of let them sit back for a while and study. So, yeah, I'm with yep. you. I mean, we saw the those. Texans draft two. Because they Big, don't. They're like, ah, maybe one of them will work. That's exactly right. You know what? I thought it was smart. It was a smart move because yeah. at least they're admitting, yeah, we're not great at evaluating these centers. Let's give ourselves margin for error. Yeah. Right. So assume we're going to screw up one of them. Let's get, <laughs> let's get a couple of these. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I like yeah. that move. All right, uh, last uh, story here before we move on um, last uh, to the last segment. Aaron Rodgers, guys. Aaron Rodgers did go in the Pat McAfee show, Harge, and he was asked about how much he is going to participate in the offseason workouts and activities. Here's the quote. He did say on the Mac- Pat McAfee show that he would, quote, attend or be present for more than half. More than half. That's all we're asking for, man. More I just than need, half. I just needed you to be there, man. More than half of the OTA. What are we saying in the relationships? I just want you to be present. Just more than half. Do we know a number? More than half. <laughs> 
Do we know That's a right. number of how many OTA practices there are? I got to go check. I don't know what the new CBA. I'm not we sure. We got to figure out how many it is. Okay. Then, we're we're going to do it like spring, uh, what, uh, spring football. Spring football, 15. We're going to go with 15. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because if it's an even number, he's going to be real annoyed because that means he's got to do two more than half. Yep. If it's yep. odd, he can do just one more. <laughs> yep. yep. That's true. Uh, That's no, true. Actually, I'm going to figure that out when we come back from the break. I'm going to try okay. to figure out how many workouts they're allowed to have. So, Because you know Aaron Rodgers knows. And what, you know he's going to go into hey, a little, I'll tell you little what, half. I'll tell you what, we'll write down our predictions and we'll see who gets close. Closest to no. how many OTAs Aaron Rodgers actually shows right. up. At. That's good, and you know what? He's very uh, temperamental, so it might be just based on how he feels. Like, yeah, you know, I you know like, he wakes up there one day and he's yeah, like, like, you know what? My chakras aren't aligned today. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I gotta yeah. my aura's off. I my gotta, aura's off. Randall, can you handle I, the wide receivers today? Randall. <laughs> Randall, <laughs> oh, I love that Randall. Hey, Randall, yeah. tell Zach to run some more sprints. Yeah. <laughs> tell, he has he has Randall Cobb to record all the practice for my oh, video. No, 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 no what they're FaceTime. doing FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime. Exactly. Hey, Randall, I need you to FaceTime all those routes, man, so I can critique all the guys via the phone. Oh, just yep. just laugh at every time Zach Wilson throws the ball. There's he just hears Randall. He just a laugh from the phone. Yep. It's like, why are y'all laughing at? Nothing. Nothing. Nope. That's just Aaron. He's on the phone. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll uh, wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for another horse. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is- Okay, um, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. Before we get to what's on tap, real quick to clear up the conversation about Aaron Rodgers and how often he is going to show up for the OTAs more than half. So we went and researched it. Um, they're at different phases of the offseason, but the official like OTAs starts up May 22nd. And basically May 22nd, teams are allowed to have 10 OTA practices but no live contact. And then starting June 6th, is different for every team, June 6th through 10th, something like that, uh, they have three other mandatory workouts that they can do. So basically you have a total of 13, before training camp starts, 13 uh, OTA mandatory workouts you can use as a team. I went back and looked at the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Their calendar for the offseason, OTA offseason workouts, May 22nd, May 23rd, May 25th, May 30th through the 31st, June 2nd, June 5th, 6th, 8th, and 9th. Yeah. So, and eight, now they basically are using 10 of their 13 uh, allotted days for OTAs. All right. How many, how many days does he show up? I mean, if we're going to go with 13, so, he's going to show up seven. If we're going to go with 10, 10 he's going to turn they, up. They're only using 10 of theirs. So. What do you got, Harge? I'm going to say five. You say he's showing up at, uh, for half. Yeah, he's going to say half. Wow. Yeah, he said more than half, though. I, I, I'm I, say I don't s- think he knew the dates. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think he understood well, you know what? what was going on. I think he, I think he believes it's thir- he's probably he's, he's looking at the schedule definitely, but even in case it is thirteen, I'm gonna say he's gonna go. He's gonna go to seven. Okay, he's gonna go to seven of them. Do seven. those days that he was f- filming 
those passes, <laughs> do those count? That's the other part of that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe in his mind they do count. Yeah, maybe he's that's like, why he's I already said, been I'll there for three days. Exactly. And I already told him how to run routes. I already told him that. I told Randall right. what I'm to tell you. I think he does eight. I think he either misses the single day ones or he misses one weekend, but he does the rest. So you're going to say, Ooh. hey, I'm going to say, I like eight. that. Look I up like when that. the psychedelic convention is. That's Because he's speaking at the psychedelic convention. I don't know when that is. Yeah, he's going to need a week off after exactly. that, too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're not going to drug test him for that. <laughs> he needs to come down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, what you got on tap tonight? I'm going to watch the Lakers, baby. That's right, baby. Golden State. This is a big time. And uh, shout out to Bucky Godbolt. He's got his mullet open tomorrow. We're all going to be, gonna out, be there. out there. baby. But uh, he had his mini mullet today, so. Oh, nice. I think he, I wonder if Quinn yours was out there. Made <laughs> <laughs> the mini mullet. The mini uh, mullet. All right, Patrick, what's on tap for you, brother? Uh, Into serious tonight. At That's eight. right. Uh, oh, we'll be right. uh, doing a little draft recap, hitting all of today's top stories, and of course, talking a lot of basketball. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, uh, to me, for me, what's on tap? I'm watching LeBron That's versus right. Steph, and it's eight o'clock, so you can be up still a early, baby. <laughs> yes, I like. Right. I'm an That's old right. man, so I like early games, That's early right. start times. That's right. uh, all right, we come back tomorrow, same time, same place. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We we'll talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.